I'll be reading from 2 Timothy chapters 1, verse 1 through 7. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I have served from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance thou, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Read with me from Joshua chapter 1. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If there was ever a guy who needed, who had the right to be a little nervous and maybe even afraid, it was Joshua. There had been only one leader of the people, the nation. I recognize that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob led as fathers of, of sort of a family group. But we're not talking about a family group anymore. We're talking about a million people coming out of Egypt and probably two or three times that number as they get ready to go into the promised land because God had blessed them. They had never known any leader except Moses. Moses, the one who took them out of slavery. Moses, who took them through the Red Sea. Moses, who kept God from destroying them all in the desert. And then Moses, who made sure that they understood what it was to obey God when they got into the promised land and while they wandered in the wilderness. Joshua is to step into those footsteps. Now Joshua has been around all the way back to Egypt. He and Caleb will be the only two people that will uh, be part of the group that were also in Egypt or would remember Egypt. And so it's kind of interesting as we talk about students today that this message, and by the way, be sure and understand, there is no message to in the Bible that's ever just given to a single person. Whenever we read those words, we, we bring them forward to us. We see them as applied to us. But I, wa I want to be sure you hear specifically. Yes, God speaks to Joshua and says to him, Do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. Don't be discouraged. Be strong and very courageous. But do you think for a minute that Joshua just kind of filed that away in the back of his head and said, well, I guess God needs me to be courageous and, and I'll be courageous for all these other people. 
two, three, four, six million people, whatever it was. Now I have a feeling that if God told Joshua to be strong and courageous, just as these words are recorded for us today, Joshua made sure that they knew that God's message for all of them was to be strong and courageous. And here's the thing. And I realize we can't necessarily talk about them as children in the same way that we talk about our students as children. But understand that every single one of the people that are going into the promised land, that are there with Joshua, who are depending on Joshua to leave them, other than Joshua himself and Caleb, were children, were children when they left Egypt or they were children born in the wilderness. God said and we believe that God destroyed all of the adults who uh, rebelled against him with the calf. None of them survived to go into the promised land. And so it is that Joshua in many ways is speaking to children. In the same way that you and I kind of look at our, our students and we, we think, oh goodness, is this too much weight for them? Can they handle this? Is it too much for them to bear I think Joshua could look out at the people and he could say, I don't know if they can handle this. And in some ways they never really fully did. But nonetheless, the message of God is you will be the people I will use to drive the people out before you and to inherit the land. You will be the people that I need to be my strong and courageous people. You'll notice that, that the, the call to be strong and courageous is linked together with the idea of being people of God's Word. To have His law, uh, not just with us in the sense of carrying it around in the form of a Bible, but to have it with us in the form of it being in our hearts and being part of us. And we might think that the idea was, well, be strong and courageous, and if you obey, then I'll do all these great things. Well, make no mistake, a few hundred years later, God would say that you have moved away from my law so much and so radically that you no longer represent me and therefore I will send you into exile. But God's blessing on them, God's gift of the promised land and God's encouragement to them to be strong and courageous was not based on, okay, I'll obey you and then you'll make me. God says, no, I want to give you courage and strength. And from that, I want you to know who I am. And I want you to know what the life is that I want you to live. You will find blessing in that. But that courage and strength, that gift of courage and strength, that gift that we want to pray on every single person, no matter what their life is right now, no matter what they're doing, but especially today on our students, that's a gift from God. To be who he's created us to be. To be his representatives exactly the way he created us. Our foibles and our strengths. All to be who he needs us to be with great courage and great strength. And to not be discouraged. We are called to follow in Joshua's footsteps. We are called to follow in the footsteps of those people who crossed a river. And again, you can say, well, wait a minute. They crossed the Red Sea back when? No, 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 no. Almost no one who crossed the Red Sea, particularly no one that would remember crossing the Red Sea except by story, was going to have to step out into the Jordan River and then going to have to be led to the city of Jericho. But see, from the very start, that idea of courage 
that God calls Joshua and the people to have is not what we might consider the traditional courage and strength of a battle. It is not when, when, when you watch a, an old Roman army movie and you, they strength and courage, right? You've heard, them, heard that kind of phrase. And that's not, and the idea there is don't let your arm grow weak with your shield or your sword. That is not the courage, at least initially, that God calls Joshua and the people to have. It's not about stand firm in the face of bows and arrows, stand firm in the face of a greater enemy attacking you. It is the courage, and let's just think for a minute, Joshua gets to cross the river, everybody celebrates, we, God is working for us, and then he says, okay, to take this city, we're going to walk around it every day for seven days. I don't know, but if I'm Joshua, I kind of hold back the plan that on the seventh day we're going to have to watch or walk around it seven times. You know that, that you, know, you kind of only give them how much they need. You'll put the big challenge out there in front of them. But you understand the courage that it took to say to the people, I don't want you to take up a sword. I don't want you to take up a shield. I don't want us to, to make a, a ram to batter down the gates. I don't want us to go around Jericho either. But I want you to trust me so much that even when I ask you to do something that seems ridiculous, and I don't know if it seemed more ridiculous to march around the city or to then at the end of seven times marching around the city to blow the trumpets and expect God to do something, that takes courage. It's exactly the kind of courage it takes to be obedient to God in your life right now. Because he will encourage you to be unselfish. He will give you the strength to let other people's needs go before your own. He will give you the strength to say, no, no, no. No matter how advantageous it would be to bend the truth or just a little white lie, he will give you the strength you need to tell the truth. He's going to give us what we need. He's going to give us courage to face battles are basically simply about obeying him the way that he has instructed us to obey him. And at least for this moment, this moment in their history, they had the courage to do exactly that. I love the VeggieTales video. You've heard me tell this story before. The, the, you silly little pickle and funny little pea. What do you think is going to happen walking round and round this wall? Keep walking because it's never going to fall. They're just making fun of them. And then, of course, they throw slushies at them, down at them. So I don't know what it was like to hear the soldiers on top of the wall say, yeah, 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 walk around all you want to. You don't have the guts to come and take us on. You've never been spoken to that way before, have you? You don't have the guts to do the wrong thing, to accomplish the wrong ends, for God, or maybe you don't have the guts to do the wrong thing to sort of take a shortcut to what it is that God wants you to do. You've never been challenged that way before, have you? And I have a feeling they were challenged that way as well. Well, we need you. Students, moms and dads, and aren't we thankful that the way God knit together a church family to say that we are all invested in these students. Somebody say amen.
I, I heard the people on, on YouTube say amen. We need you, just like we needed the educators last week, but we need you to be strong and courageous students. We need you to be the kind of children that step forward and say, even though all my classmates are deciding this is an opportune time to be unattentive and to be distracted, we need you to have the courage to not only be attentive yourself, but get this, are you ready? This is the real challenge. We need you to kind of, now you can't touch them, I recognize that, but say, hey, from behind your mask. You're going to have to look at them real intently because you won't get their attention any other way. Hey, you need to pay attention. Because if you leave that in the teacher's hands, she'll never get it all done. But see, God's called you to be strong and courageous. And therefore, he needs you to be the person who is attentive and helps other people be attentive. He needs you to be cooperative. He needs you to be a cooperative student, but moms and dads, they're going to ask you to do things that you think, man, that's ridiculous. How am I supposed to do that? And you're going to say, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. We'll do the best we can because we are gifted with strength and courage from God. And finally, when everybody says, how are we going to do this? This can't be done. You're going to choose to be encouraging. Moms and dads, you're going to be tempted to be discouraged and your children are going to need, desperately need you to hide that little bit of discouragement and to step in and say, no, 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 we can do this. You can do this. Remember, God's with us, and he's given us strength and courage. Don't forget to encourage them and students. Before this first week of school is done, and I realize you'll have a mask on, and you can't go up and touch them or anything like that, but you be sure and say something encouraging to your teacher. I know it'll be across Zoom, but you figure out a way to say thank you. My guess is that they'll give you a way to send a message. And I hope that you'll do that. Thank you for what you're trying to do with us. We need you. And we want to support you. We're going to pray for you today, but reality, we're going to pray for you every day. We, uh, to, to kind of better define how we need to pray, Danny Massey, the superintendent for DISD, agreed to visit with me a few days ago and we're going to listen to that conversation and I pray that you'll take it in because he has some good things about how we need to be praying for our students. Well, really thankful to have Danny Massey joining us today as today is dedicated to uh, praying over and blessing our students as they they are headed towards back to school and uh, Danny really appreciate you joining us today and just uh, wanted to get in touch with you couldn't think there was any better source uh, to ask how can we best your ideas about how we can be very effective in our prayers for our students and ways that we can bless them well thank you very much for your prayers and, and thank you for reaching out. We always appreciate uh, the prayers and thank you and thank 
Thank Lake Jackson Church of Christ there. So I would start with our students. Uh, what I worry about uh, a lot regarding our students during this pandemic is uh, the, the, the younger students, the challenges that we have teaching kids how to read. Uh, you know, our teachers did an unbelievable job uh, last spring, and we're going to start this school year off also with uh, remote learning at home through the computer and and that 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 learning platform. But it's still very difficult for students to learn how to read through the computer, and and the teachers are just so good at, at, at call it that magic that they do the, with phonics and guided reading and all the different strategies that our teachers do and work with our students to learn how to read. And so I worry about a literacy crisis during this pandemic, uh, just kids falling behind, especially uh, in, in, in literacy. So that that's one of the things that certainly could, could pray for is uh, our not falling into a literacy crisis through this pandemic. The other thing I worry about is the social emotional supports that uh, kids are provided at school. All kids, you know, we're social creatures. Uh, students, uh, you know, uh, learn a lot of valuable lessons and are, uh, it's just healthy. It's, it's, it's just much healthier for them socially and emotionally to be at school. And, um, you know, we, we have a lot of adult support for our students at school. You know, Sharon does the mentoring program, our Lift Up mentoring program. We have uh, great counselors. We have licensed professional counselors. Uh, you know, we really believe in the, uh, the power of a positive adult relationship with students and the impact and influence that a, a positive adult has on kids. And so... When we're not able to be in school or we're intermittently, intermittently disrupted from school, you know, we just don't get those quality of relationships uh, built with our kids. And if you think about it, uh, our kids in our area especially have been through a lot of trauma over the last few years. When you think about Hurricane Harvey and all the displacement and the trauma that went along with uh, Hurricane Harvey, and then we had the floods uh, the next year. You know, it wasn't necessarily a hurricane like that came through, but we had uh, significant flooding in our area that a lot of our students had, again, significant trauma related with that. And then two summers ago, we had um, the horrific uh, shootings at Santa Fe High School, which is just down the road from us. And that really had a strong impact on us uh, uh, you know, just because of the proximity of the school. And so we've had to put a lot of safety and security measures in there too. So I know that's affected our kids. And then and then now recently that this coronavirus pandemic, you know, that's created a lot of fear and anxiety. And most people know somebody that's contracted the disease. And, and e even some of us know people that have died from the disease. Mm -hmm. And so uh, again, that that's the support that our students uh, receive um, uh, with the adults at campus is, is something that we appreciate your prayers for. And then the extracurricular activities, you know, we really believe in, in the, the life lessons that our kids are able to learn. I know your kids were very involved in athletics and fine arts and, 
and uh, just just the life lessons that kids learn through through being involved in those programs, and uh, that that they're missing out on on not only those opportunities and those experiences, but learning all those life lessons that that they learn that places value uh, onto those. And then of course uh, for our staff also and our students, uh, protection from the virus, uh, peace for dealing with the virus. Uh, there's just people's emotions are just really on the edge and we know that anxiety and fear uh, cause that. And, and so if people can just take a deep breath, trust in the Lord and, and uh, uh, just know that, that we're gonna be okay and we're gonna make it through this, but we really see people struggling um, with their emotions. Finances have a large part to do with that too. We know there's over 20 million people in the United States out of work, you know, and our area's been impacted by that too. And so we know finances cause a lot of stress and anxiety and, and people dealing with that uh, also. So again, but the, the other thing that uh, we also always wanna remember uh, there's going to be some good things that come out of this pandemic also, and, and, and there are going to be some really good lessons learned and, and some really good things that we can continue on that, that it's going to make us better. It's certainly going to make us stronger, but it's going to make us better uh, also, uh, too. And, and so we want to make sure that we're not missing, missing that and that we're open to that. Danny, those are some great ideas. I observe in the families here at church, it's just so easy to get distracted just by trying to manage uh, COVID pandemic kind of things. And I'm sure that not only are the students that you've got, but your teachers are also that way. Um, I want us to, I want you to know that we uh, want to pray for you and the, hold the board and all the leaders at the schools. Uh, you have such difficult decisions to make. And, and again, so often it seems that no matter what decision you make, you're going to be criticized for it. And uh, to a certain extent, you are influenced by what other districts around you are doing, but you also feel like you need to do what's right for this district. One of the things that I confirm, I, I think we're, we're, we're realizing how important being at school is. And I think sometimes it's very easy for us to start to think, oh, it's just kind of, daycare and you know that, that kind of thing but I too join you in great concern over uh, and I appreciate you mentioned literacy because I hadn't thought of that one but there's just so much that kids learn at school and so many kids that life is impacted significantly by their ability to, to learn um, and the school providing that incredible gift um, we always kind of see God as being a great teacher, and he wants us to learn, and he's the one who gave us our minds. And so thank you for the way that you're investing in that. Anything else as we close out that you'd want to be sure that we're praying about for uh, the schools? Yeah, I I just, we have a great team here, and I'm just so proud of our staff uh, of BISD. Uh, you know, there's really just been this just great resolve that, that we're in this together, we're gonna to get through this together, and uh, just really, really proud of the great team that we have here in BISD. There's not been this sense of panic, you know, even though every, you know things have been disruptive all around us, our team is, 
is continues to work and, and, and do what's best for our students and staff. And so I'm really proud of them. Well, Danny, thank you for the investment of time. Appreciate you joining us today. And again, we pray God's blessings as you continue to move forward. Thank you for your prayers. You're welcome. I think that was a good list of things that we can pray for our students, and I encourage everyone in your daily prayers to do that. We'll pray for our students now, but would like to encourage that for you. Let's bow together. Father, we want to praise you as the creator of all things. We want to praise you that, that you protect us and that you've surrounded us with your spirit, and we want to lift up our children. We want to lift up the children of this town and of county and the community and the country and of the world and, and father we'd ask that you'd be with them keep them safe as we return to school and, and the different ways that we're trying to do that to keep our children safe but watch over them watch over the teachers as they converse virtually and as some go back to school in person father we'd ask that you'd continue to keep them safe and, and give them trust in you that courage that we've talked about today. Help that to, to strengthen them and to understand that you're watching over them. And Father, we'd ask that you'd guide them in their studies and, and give them the discipline to, to hang in there, even when it gets a little bit difficult and, and maybe it gets boring watching it on a computer. But Father, we'd, we'd ask that you'd help our parents to encourage them to continue and study and to learn the things that they need to learn to grow up as strong adults and individuals and Father, we understand that the social part of this may be a little bit more difficult as we start, but we'd ask that you'd guide them and, and guide the people that are around them to encourage them to learn the, those things that they need to learn as they grow socially and, and being able to interact with others. And we encourage them to do that, even though they're working virtually at times, to take the opportunities to interact with those that are with them on those virtual meetings. Father, we're grateful for, for you. We're grateful for the example that, you, that Jesus gave us when he was here. And we'd ask that you'd help our students and our parents and the teachers and everyone to show Jesus in their lives. That love, that patience with others around them. Father, thank you again for being there with us. Encourage us, strengthen us, and help us to have that trust. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Thank you, Robin. Appreciate those, that prayer. And again, I want to challenge you. If we're going to be praying for our students today, we need to be praying for our students every single day. Amen? This uh, came across, and I, if you saw the Thursday update, you heard about this. Haley uh, is where I saw it. Haley Yates, one of our teachers and members of our congregation. Uh, the idea that we want to have PPEs for our uh, students and our teachers and all those kinds of things. That is, we want to be pray. We want to park our cars. We want to pray, and we want to pray for them every day. So here's the challenge today. You may notice that I'm not dressed as I typically am. 
You might even, as I typically am for a Sunday sermon, let's say it that way, uh, you might even associate this church with you, this shirt with years of doing our, our prayer walk the last two years on this Sunday. We've been able to head out, and uh, Gary mentioned in his prayers our opportunity to walk through the halls. Well, that, though, those opportunities are not there, but I'm asking you today, now, today is not, we're done today and we don't have any more praying to do, but I'm, I'm asking you today, sending you out now. We are forgetful people, amen? So today, go home, get your lunch, go to the restaurant, get your lunch. I'm going to change into shorts. Um, I decided not to preach in my shorts. Somebody say amen. Um, but... Uh, you know, same in sorts, and we're going to go, Sharon and I have already kind of created a list, at least three schools, that we're going to go and we're going to park in front of that school. We're then going to kind of do a Jericho thing. We're going to walk around the perimeter of that school. And uh, it's a thing we call talking and praying. We talk about the prayers that we have for that place. So it's not that our, you don't want to bow your heads and close your eyes while you're walking around. Does that make sense? So um, walk around the perimeter of that school. Pray for those students, pray for those teachers, that administration, pray for their protection from any viruses and, and other ways that we want to protect them. But we particularly want to pray that God will provide the educational opportunities that they need. Amen? If you don't want to get out and walk, it is hot. Somebody say, yeah, I, that was weak. <laughs> it is hot. It's way too hot. So if you don't want to do that, pull up to the front, park, and pray in your car. And let that sound of that air conditioning blowing through be the first evidence of God's blessing for your prayers. But in that process, if you would, not that this is the important part, but if you would, get yourself in a selfie with the sign of the school behind you. Uh, we'd like to post those on Facebook, and you can post it on, fa on the church Facebook page or send it to us. We'll get it there. We want to pray for as many schools in our district as we can. We want to pray for the schools that you're part of, whether that's in Angleton School District, possibly even in Columbia Pretoria School District as well. I want to challenge you. Make today a day of prayer on premises with those students and those kids. It is interesting that everything we do as followers of Jesus, that our strength and courage is a response to God's promise. Did you notice in the reading from Joshua? I'm going to be with you the way I was with Moses. That's God's promise. And then it's a call to be strong and courageous. Hebrews chapter 13 just kind of reiterates it to all those people. God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we can say, and I love this translate, we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. It is a response to what God has done. Our problem, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, is that we tend to forget. We come to the supper. We come to the elements of the supper. And Jesus asks us to remember. And we will remember what Jesus did. And I pray that we will remember... Not only what Jesus did, but what is ours because of what Jesus did. A couple of things that we want to remember in prayer. Again, if you, if you want more details, check caring and sharing. Also, 
uh, you can watch the Thursday uh, LJCC update, and I encourage you to do that. But some updates that we've had since then, this is in the caring and sharing as well. April Barton, who was involved in that uh, horrific car accident several weeks ago, uh, is now, we're thankful, praise God, is home, back home. Um, she still has uh, surgeries ahead of her, reconstructive things, but it was able to be out of the hospital and back home, and we want to join with the Russells in celebrating that. Also, we've had an update from Joanne Philo that um, the spot that they found on her spleen, they have discovered that to be non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, she is uh, ready to take it on, ready to do what she needs to do. Her uh, uh, port installation and chemo will be coming up in the next few days. A um, couple of tests still left to run, but please, please mention Joanne in your prayers. Also, uh, on the digital caring and sharing, there's a link to the meal train. We're still providing meals, and we need your help with that, so don't not take a look at that. Jesus uh, invites us. Jesus invites us to uh, respond to his gift with the gift of our life, ourself. And yet, make no mistakes, it's never an equal gift. What we give will never be equal to what Jesus gave. Nor will the promises that we make to Jesus ever rise to the level of the promise that Jesus makes to us and that God makes to us. The invitation is to come, to come to Him, because there is no greater hand that can lift us up. The walls of Jericho were there, and, and we, we, we celebrate that the walls of Jericho fell down. Amen? But it was not the strength of Joshua. It was not his cunning strategy. It was not the power of the people. It was the hand of God. As you face the things in your life, and make no mistake, there is nothing greater that you're facing than the sin that keeps us from being who God wants us to be. God is ready to tear that wall down and to completely destroy it so that it is never, it never has to be in your rearview mirror again. He wants to bring you forgiveness and he wants to grant you a place in his family. I want to invite you to come if you're here. If there's any walls that you need that, that you want to say, I, I need God's help in breaking down this wall in my life. If you're at home and would like to express that to us in, in some kind of public way, go to the Facebook page. But if privately you want to do that, the number's on the screen there. And you can send a message to that number. And if I get it before, by the time the song's out, we'll mention it today. If not, we will be in touch with you to follow up with, with what you need. Thank you for being here today. But more than that, I want to thank you for every way that you're giving your heart to God. 